You're listening to Borderline Idealist. Join us every Sunday for new episodes where we focus on introverts, highly sensitive people, and mental health. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and to find ways to support us. Together, we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Borderline Idealist. This is AJ. Hey, guys. This is Chris. And today we hey, have a... Shelby. Yeah, this is Shelby here. <laughs> Shelby's like, don't forget about me. <laughs> and this is our friend Shelby. Uh, we have a special episode featuring Shelby because she reached out to us on our uh, website. And what I find really interesting about her is she doesn't just have borderline personality disorder, but she also has two other... Um, personality disorders, and then some other um, ADHD and C- uh, SCT. Shelby, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, my name's Shelby, and I have, like they said, borderline personality uh, disorder, paranoid personality disorder, antisocial uh, personality disorder, ADHD, SCT, and uh, anxiety and depression. And SET, it's sluggish cognitive tempo? Yeah. Okay. Just for those of you who are never... <laughs> that's a lot. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. Of um, diagnosis. And, w- and I didn't know that you could have more than one personality disorder. I thought, you know, one is disrupting enough, uh, but not only with the, uh, the borderline, you have antisocial and paranoid. And... Just to remind people, a personality disorder is a type of mental disorder in which you have unhealthy patterns of thinking, functioning, or behaving. So these all affect your life, I guess, in in a negative way. On a daily basis. Yeah, on a daily basis. Yeah, it's definitely, um, well, I just got diagnosed with the personality disorders and the SVP. Um, about eight months ago, um, I got re-diagnosed, I went back to get re-evaluated, and so I just got diagnosed with those a few months ago, so just trying to learn about those and do research on those on my own and for my YouTube channel and stuff like that, it's been, uh, really difficult just learning about it and then, you know, the fact that antisocial is the one that, you know, if I keep those symptoms up, those are technically the symptoms of a, like, sociopath or psychopath, depending on how, which route you go down. So, um, the doctors and my therapist and stuff have said that if I don't get it under control within the next couple of years, like, I'm going to have either a really good life or a really sad life, depending on what goes on. So. Mm-hmm. So, right now, you're, um, you're, you have your you're going to regularly to psychologists and psychiatrists and and um yeah. are, you, are you taking medication uh, for these so i go to two therapists a week um and then i go to for like um just like speech therapy and stuff and then i go and I, i'm on medication for my adhd and i'm on an antidepressant and an anti-anxiety med which keeps my ADHD at bay and the 
antidepressant kind of helps with the personality disorders a little bit because, like, I'm just happier, so it's, like, not, I'm not as severe as much as with the personality disorders as I could be doing when I'm not medicated. Yeah. I feel like uh, is the hardest part about dealing with all of these multiple diagnoses. Um, well, first of all, just like trying to remember the fact that I'm not my diagnosis, um, because especially like here a while back, I got down like a really deep hole of, uh, like trying to learn about them all. Mm -hmm. But I went down this like spiraling hole thing, like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be a sociopath and all this other stuff. And I got really freaked out. So I had to remember that, you know, I'm more than just my diagnosis. And that's why I try to tell people, like, on my YouTube channel and stuff like that. But I wasn't living that. So, you know, I was being, like, very hypocritical as far as that. Because, like, you know, I wasn't living the life myself. But I was telling other people to live. So <laughs> Right. I think a lot of people can definitely understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, we want us... We want to always put our best foot forward, and even for those of us who are not don't have diagnosis, you know, the yeah. where we are like, okay, we're we we should be more adventurous, and we should try those things that we're afraid of. But <laughs> when the time comes for us to do it, it's like, ah, oh, Jesus, it's a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> and you work, right. you work public relations for Life in Motion, Kentucky. Correct. Is that like a full yeah. a full time job? Um, well, that's actually my godmother and I call her my mother by choice, but uh she's um a counselor, like a therapist, and she opened this business like in motion and she does online therapy for the state of Kentucky. Like mm. she does it over um like video chat. Mm -hmm. So She's been doing that, and eventually she wants to, like, expand it to where, like, she'll get other therapists in other states and stuff like that to work with people in their state, and she's going to get her license in a couple of the surrounding states around Kentucky mm -hmm. and do it that way, too. Um, That's nice. So I do, like, the, I do, like, the marketing and, like, the website design, and, mm -hmm. um, like, we have a YouTube channel where she does videos, and I do videos on there. And I'll take care of the editing and the posting of the videos as well. So, so, so is that, not like, is that, oh, so it's not like a full-time job. It's like freelance. Yeah, yeah. freelance. <laughs> yeah. So I work at um, our local Kroger, which is a grocery store, because I know it's different at other places. Mm -hmm. But um, I work there full-time, and then I just do the marketing stuff on the side for her. Um, and then, like I said, the YouTube channel, but the YouTube channel is, like, the one thing that brings me, like, serious joy. Like, I love doing the marketing and stuff like that. Mm. At one point, I was wanting to go to school for marketing and own my own marketing business, but I think I'm going to do something else now. I'm just not really sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's good that you're letting other people know about mental illness and that you got involved with that with your your godmother, with everything that's going on with you, you still have the energy to, you know, give back and try to give some positivity. Do you feel like anything, um, you get anything positive because of your 
diagnosis? Like, do you think that they, like some people with borderline personality disorder say that it, it kind of helps them with their empathy. They feel like they're empath. They can feel emotions a little bit better. Do you feel like any of your mm-hmm. diagnosis <laughs> make you better or have, have helped you see life in a, in a better way? I don't know, because, like, see, that's where it's kind of interesting having, like, the different personality disorders, because with the borderline, yeah, it makes you feel empathetic and feel a lot more. The antisocial makes you, like, kind of not feel and, you know, kind of seclude yourself off from everybody and, like, kind of the total opposite of borderline. Mm. So it's kind of interesting, like, this internal fight that I have all the time, like, do I feel empathy, or do I not? Do I care? Do I not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's kind of interesting just to, I I mean, as far as I think that I am supposed to be down this path, like, everything, I was supposed to get the diagnosis so I could kind of help other people um, understand it a little bit more. Um, so I think, I mean, I'm not mad that I have it, I'm mad at the situations that caused it, but I'm not mad at the fact that I have it, because all in all, I'm going to do my best to help as many people as I can with it, so it's, I guess, a blessing and a curse all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like most people who... Or have those special struggles in life, even if it's not medical, um, they become more empathetic because of that struggle. They they are able to recognize a struggle in other people. So for you know, for people who have um, medical psychiatric conditions like that, I feel like that's why you become more empathetic, and you know, you feel like you're an empath because just simply because you're more aware of of feelings and emotions because you go through them yourself. So yeah. um yeah. that's you just become more aware of it really. Yeah. And like, I mean, one of the things I'm trying to work on is um well not work on, but like one of the things that I really like is um like trying to bring awareness to the mental health and like suicide prevention, stuff like that. Because the reason I got uh, re-diagnosed in the first place was a while back, I had um, I was feeling really bad, and I wanted to get, or I was driving, and I wanted to drive my car into a wall, but instead of doing that, I went and uh, drove myself to the hospital and checked myself into the hospital. Mm. Um, so now, like, I don't feel the... Like, I may still them, but I don't, like, I know I won't act on the suicidal thoughts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I also, like, brings me, like, I'm also, I try as hard as I can to help people through their suicidal thoughts and stuff like that, not to, like, not act on those because, you know, it's not worth it. And they're worth being here and being alive. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing that I think I have, like, the most empathy for and like you know do you think your your age has something how how old are you shelby i am 22 i'll be 23 in august oh you're young (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) but do you do you think um maybe like the older you get or the more experience you get 
uh, it kind of helps you to resist those those urges. You know, was it was it worse in the past than it is now, or is it better now that you understand it? It is definitely better now that I understand what's going on. Like that does help a lot. Um, and then it is a lot better now than it was in the past. I got out of a lot of the toxic environment that I was in when I was younger. The only thing now is since I was in those environments for so long, I've became, I've become a toxic person to the people who are trying to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm working on trying not to be a toxic person to them. Because, first of all, they don't deserve it because they've done nothing but try to help me from the time I was a little, little girl to now. And I just, they don't deserve what I've been putting them through. So I'm trying really hard to um, not, not turn into what I was around when I was little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have... You know, the personality disorders, um, especially with BPD, we can manipulate people. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, that's, I used to say, like, oh, that's a really good thing because I used to be in sales, like, I did jewelry sales and car sales and stuff like that. I'm like, well, that's a cool trait because I'm really good at it because I can kind of change my personality (laughs) to whoever I'm trying to sell to. But uh, then I'm like, oh, that's probably not a great thing. So I used to say that was a strength, but then I'm like, oh, that's actually a disorder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, um, you can use your power for good (laughs) versus letting it control you. Like you said, a gift and a curse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I wish I, I, I worked at Gap for a couple of years and... I always struggle with sales. I could never get I could never get in that mindset of trying to sell to people because I was always like, well, these people, you know, they're if they're gonna spend money, they're gonna spend money. If they wanna spend money, they're gonna wanna spend <laughs> Chris money. Chris is like, I don't wanna <laughs> lie to them. <laughs> well, and it, it wasn't about like lying, but it was like they know the product. They're regular customers. They know what we sell. It's clothes. It's not complicated. <laughs> so it's like if they wanted to buy that coat, they're going to buy it. They don't need to hear from me how amazing it looks or how the texture is this and that. It's, to me, I always had a hard time getting in the mindset of selling to people because I was always stuck in my 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 cage. Or I don't know how to explain it. My, my head of... If I was that customer, I don't want to hear about it. You know, I'm going to come in, look around. If I want it, I'll buy it. If not, then I'll move on. (laughs) So it was always hard for because, of course, the manager was like, get three no's. You have to get three no's from a client. I'm like, no, after the first no, it's done. Like, you made yourself clear. (laughs) Wow. You're being really pushy. (laughs) (laughs) I never, I, at most I did too, but it was, and even that was hard, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've done the same thing, and it's like, then it would be, like, funny because I would fight myself, like, oh, do I want to be that pushy person, because I can definitely be that pushy person, <laughs> or do I want to be like, oh, this product sucks, don't, don't do this. Um, <laughs> so, it's like, it was kind of like a fight between myself, and I guess, because at the time, I didn't even realize I had any of these 
things, like I said, I just thought, oh, I'm a really good salesperson because I can conform to whatever I need to. But <laughs> I guess when you started yeah, to see it affecting your other personal relationships. Yes, yes. I, I, like, and even now, like, I'm realizing, like, every day, like, more of, like, oh, that's not normal. That's this, or, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm curious. So, um, how is how are do your family or you know the people that you're around with on a daily basis? How do, how are they adjusting or reacting to to you and and your condition? And are they being helpful? Well, the main people I'm around, like on a daily basis, is my godparents, and like I said, my godmother is a therapist, so mm-hmm. she. Uh, she understands and yeah. she's helping as much as she can, but at some point she's like, I, I need help because I can't do this by myself. Right. And so, mainly it's them trying to get me to want to get as better as I can, um, like more than what, because like they feel like they're trying to help me more than I'm helping me. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get me to help myself. Mm-hmm. Instead of like just them helping me, right? So, um, and I'm trying very hard to, you know, change my behaviors and my, you know, just everything to work on that because, like I said, they do a lot for me and have like my life. So I need to respect them and try to do as best as I can for them and stuff like that. But also for myself, and so I can like actually have healthy and functioning relationships in the future and stuff. Right. Whether it be friendships or like romantic relationships or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I mean that's and you know wonderful that you have someone who is understanding. And some people are not so lucky, and that's why I kind of tell Ajani we've kind of discussed it that. He's in a way been lucky to have a support structure around him. And really that's, you know, sometimes we don't really consider the other option of those people that don't have that. And that's the, that's why people are homeless. You know, that's why you see people walking the streets that look like they have mental illness. I actually just volunteered at a soup kitchen at a homeless shelter the past couple days. And I, uh, like, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, these people don't have a support system, and that's why they're here. And, you know, I, I, like, all I want to do is figure out a way to, like, help these people. Because all it is is they have these mental health issues that they can't get under control, and no one's been able to help them. Mm-hmm. Or they did have people, and they just run that chance too many times, and the people weren't as supportive as they could have been and kept trying. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's tough being a, a caretaker for, for someone else. Like even with just mild things, even with just physical, a physical trauma. It can be be exhausting sometimes hearing about other people's issues and problems that you probably don't understand or you Sometimes, you know, I think sometimes uh, my friends or my family would hear my problems and not really think that they were that, I was exaggerating it, you know? It's not really that, 
but to me it was just like a life or death situation this person doesn't like me you know <laughs> because yeah. because i did this my life is over and they're just like oh my gosh whatever you know <laughs> it's hard to understand you know it's, it's really hard to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and especially i think with mental a mental disorder it's even harder because we are we tend to be rational beings so when our brain is not being rational we're like what's going on you know it's it's simple you know this happened and this reaction is not appropriate to it so why can't you just get that it's very simple <laughs> but if, you know um people don't realize it's it's not just a cognitive it's not a, a cognitive thing it's um it's something else that's going on array you know that it's not allowing your brain to make those connections um right and so you have to kind of retrain it's the way that i think about it is kind of like retraining to walk you know those people that have an accident and they can't walk and then they have to go through therapy to get their memory muscle back um as i think right. i feel like that's sort of what happens with people who are diagnosed with mental conditions and they have to go through you know the the therapy and medication will help yeah and basically learning relearning or learning to make those connections well i know with borderline personality disorder that people can recover or go into um is it remission mm -hmm. with it like the uh the symptoms can eventually minimize yeah go yeah go they can uh even look be so minimal that they actually look like they're gone you know but there's no cure yeah. for it so and people can re, yeah. re uh, what is it called revert back if yeah in a, in a yeah situation. by by you learning to control it a little bit better and just manage your emotions so shelby do you feel like with any of your other personality disorders that one day you'll be able to i guess control them better <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like um yeah i can definitely learn how to control them because it, at some points i feel like oh okay like i have these under control and then something happens and like you said like you you know revert back or regress in your progress and especially with like the borderline where you think like one little thing happens and it's the end of the world mm -hmm. like with one little thing, with one little setback in your, like, recovery or progress that you've made, it's like, okay, I'm at the bottom of the hole. Like, I'm not going to get through this again. I can't do this. So you have to very much, like, I've been listening to, like, I am uh, affirmation while I've been asleep to try to, like, get my mindset, like, out of, like, negativity and into positivity. So, like, it's, it's not as bad when I do have those setbacks. So I can be like, okay, this is just a setback. I will get better. Like, it will be fine. Like, I've made this much progress. I'm not going all the way back. It's just one little setback. Yeah. That, I mean, that sounds like definitely retraining your mind or getting your, your mind to think in a more positive way because... With BPD, is so easy. And with depression also, it's it's really easy just to think in a negative way and just stay that way. Yeah. So it's just retraining your mind to think in a more positive so way. So what is, is great. what would you guys say is the first step? In, the first step that people should take or how to, how to get to that first step, I guess. So, you know, basically, 
you're only getting better because you've committed yourself to it, right? You want to get better. Uh, and there was there must have been like a point in your in your life where you said, you know, this is not working for me. I need to change things. How do you get to that step to get to to take that first step? Was it something that you have to realize that life can be better? Or was there... Well, I think the first step is definitely realizing that you have a problem in the first place because some people will go like their whole life and either try to deny that they even have a problem or say like, you know, that, that can't be it, there's something else. And then that ends up in return making them more miserable because they're trying to live with it without getting help. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's definitely the first step is realizing that there's a problem in the first place before you can fix anything. So how was, what, at what point did you realize that you, that there was a problem? Was there something um, in particular that kind of made you think that something was up? I think, I think, well, I mean, I've had my ADHD diagnosis since I was 16, but I guess I always felt like maybe there was, something else or whatever, but then definitely when I went into the hospital because I was having the suicidal thoughts, I was like, okay, there's definitely something else going on besides ADHD. Mm. So that's when I went and got reevaluated and I was doing like intensive outpatient therapy and stuff like that. And that's when I got my, all my diagnoses and I can actually work on trying to fix myself because I actually know what's going on with me now. Yeah. I wonder, uh, the reason why I ask that is because I have another friend who's recently going through, their their acquaintance is going through something and apparently they don't realize, or they're not realizing that there's a problem. And even though he's been talked to, he still doesn't want to believe it. So I'm like, is there any way that we can get people to, you know, to get to that place where they realize that there's a problem. I I don't know. I feel like people know there's a problem, but they have to really invest in getting the help for it, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like you, you know that there's something wrong with the way that you're reacting or the way that you're you're doing things. It's not normal from people around you, mm-hmm. you know? But it's it's just up to you to actually explore and take some time to you know, work on your mental health and work on yourself and get better mm. and just be open yeah. to anything because, you know, it could, you could think it's one diagnosis, but it could be another, you know. Right. And I also feel like it also depends on like what kind of environment they're in. Like if they're in the same environment that they got sick in, then they can't get better mm. in that even if yeah. they did get the diagnosis and stuff. Because That's it's true. just going to be like, the same situation. Yeah. So, like, most of the personality disorders and stuff like that are from, like, childhood trauma and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, it also, like, if they're in that same environment or they're, like, still living at home where the trauma happened or, you know, around those people, I don't think they're going to be able to get better. Mm -hmm. I think you need to distance yourself in that situation. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Does that answer just, your question, Chris? Yes, that helps. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass along the knowledge <laughs> to my friend. Um, yeah, that's re- that's really smart advice. It's really good to get out of that toxic environment or that's making you feel 
not like well, it's like getting away from the healthy tr- self, getting away from the triggers. Yeah, sort of like yeah, get away from the triggers and like you know, if the people you're with aren't supportive in the fact that you have mental health problems, like if they are the ones that are like, oh, just be happy or oh, it's all in your head or whatever, then that's gonna drive you even more crazy. Not you know help the situation any at all <laughs> yeah or, or i know that's what it was like for me anyway yeah that's very true as well about um getting away from people who are not supportive e- e- even if it's temporary you know until you feel better right. enough to right. be around those people yeah and yeah. you gotta and- make sure you know you gotta make sure you know the triggers if you're gonna be back around them so that way you can leave again if something happens and that way you're not just regressing every time you're around the people right and people you know i feel like sometimes that can be scary because you know especially if it's family it's yeah. it can you know there's the people that you're the most comfortable with and know you the best or you know you feel like that and but you i feel like if people realize that you know to me family is more than just blood so you have your blood relatives and then you have ex- family that you you add on that you select yourself you know that people yeah. that you come across in life that love you for who you are and 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 still have that unconditional love and support then you can co-opt yeah. them into your family they don't, it doesn't have to necessarily be re- uh, blood we can create our own families whether it be Long distance is just an online family or people, or friends that you've surrounded yourself with. It's it's better to have, even if it's not blood relatives, it's better to have people that are supportive that will help you and guide you to become a better individual uh, and overcome the obstacles that you have in life. And be patient with you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're, you're on a journey of discovering you know yourself and it's okay also if you know people if people can't be around you i guess i mean you it's hard i can't imagine i can imagine that i I can't imagine that because i've lost friends when i came out of the closet i I lost a a, one of my best friends stopped talking to me for years that's Um, funny i gained friends well, I've gained a lot of friends since, <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, it, I know it's hard to to think about losing people that you've cared, you've come to care for, but you know, it's not the end of the world. You're gonna come across other people that will care about you just as much as yeah. you care for them. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. better to have a reciprocal relationship as opposed to one that's only flowing one way, and they're only gonna love you if you do this and this and this. Right. Yeah, I agree. Shelby, is there anything else that you uh that you'd like to discuss that we haven't touched on that you that you feel like you want to express? I just want like to help as much people. So whether they you know like if people want to ask me questions, they can you know contact me or whatever on either my email or one of our social medias or whatever. It's all on the website and stuff like that. So. I mean, and just helping as many people as possible and making sure that people know that they're not alone and that they do have, I guess, an online family or whatever within 
I mean, I'm sure you guys and uh, myself as well, like I've found so many people over the internet that have helped me and like a whole community of people, like the SDT, when I got diagnosed with that, like I'd never even heard of it before. And then I was doing research on it and there was little research on it, but I found a whole Reddit page with uh, like 2,000 people that have it. Wow. So it's like, well, you know, sometimes your family does have to be, and your support does have to be on the internet because people may not even understand what's going on because it's not, they don't even know what it is. Right. That's, that's and that's, you know, we're, tr- our hope is to do the same, you know, we're, I don't think there's like a, a direct way that we can say we can help, you know, in that, okay, if you follow these steps, you're going to be a-okay. But yeah. <laughs> I think where the help comes from is being visible so that others can see that one, they're not alone. And two, that yeah. it's possible to have a life outside or a better life from what they may be currently experiencing that there is a, a more stable place where they can be if they put in a little effort and work. Um, and, yeah. and you know, life is not perfect. Ajin and I have arguments and we fight and he has his ups and downs with BPD and depression and anxiety. But, you know, we're pushing through and other people can do the same. And so, yeah, if, if anybody has any questions, if, if they need to so your uh youtube page is is called life in motion um it's actually our youtube page is called live life balance with life in motion um because life in motion wasn't available okay it's called live life balance and we can put this these links we'll because we put our, of course, uh, put our podcast, and we'll include the links to on our website when we make the the blog post on it. So if anybody wants to go check out Shelby, yeah, we'll we'll make sure to link all of that. If you guys want to reach out to Shelby, um, we're make her a part of your family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, I, I do feel like some those people that we talk to, I'm like, they, you know, there's a special connection that you that you form with people. When you can understand one another and w- understand where you're, co- they're coming from. Yeah. So. I just think we just have to keep sharing our experiences and sharing hope, and that's that's what good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of help, you know. Yeah. People need to. It's kind of like um, with superheroes, you know, you need to see a, a representation of what's possible. You know, it's like a the better future is possible, the better life is possible, and if you can see it, you can visualize it, then you can get there. Hmm. I, I think. Right. <laughs> I love that you made that analogy because, like, I love superheroes. My whole room is decorated in superheroes. <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> I was just reorganizing our movie collection, and this time I always categorize it alphabetically. Well, this time I decided to categorize. It's still alphabetical, but I have a whole section of just superhero genre that's alphabetical, that's and then awesome. there's <laughs> then the other genres in the separate category. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. This is not a superhero nerd podcast, okay? <laughs> we need to do a podcast on okay. that. <laughs> we'll start that next time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
Shelby, thank oh, you so much yeah, for you so much, joining Shelby. us this weekend and helping us do this podcast. It was very. It was... No, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's it's great. Yeah. Well, uh, we again will link every link. We'll post the links on on our website, borderlineidealist.com. If you guys want to drop us a line or drop Shelly a line, you can go there. And also, we're um, don't forget about our Patreon page. If you guys like the the show and feel like it's um, something worthwhile, then we encourage you to go to our Patreon page as well and support us financially. <laughs> um, it's always weird asking for that, but you know, it, we have different categories. You can donate a dollar. You can donate however you want, one time or monthly. Every little bit helps, especially with keeping up the website. Uh, we want to have the website because it's a nice presence. We can yeah, put a lot of information. That's how we got Shelby and so we got um, Bray Lynn last week too. Yeah. So but, it's a great beacon. And... But that costs money and <laughs> we'd like to uh, be able to have a little bit at least to, to help us offset those costs. So if you can, we encourage you to do it. If not, don't fret. You can share the podcast on your social media. Or leave an iTunes review. We love oh, yeah. That. We love hearing from you and your reviews. So. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next Sunday. Everybody say bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you like the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast. Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.